0: I'm on a cheer superstars. And that one's deep. Right center. Christian Yates has You are Locked On Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Larson. Find me on Twitter at Cheesehead Talks, also at Locked On Brewers and Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers. Uh, good week to, uh, this week to get into some stuff. Uh, we'll have a good week ahead. We're gonna have uh, Dr. Scott tomorrow. He'll talk about the legacy of Ryan Braun, which I'm going to get to a little bit today, and analytically, because that's what we do with Dr. Scott. Analytically, the legacy with Ryan Braun as it relates to, how does he stack up, you know, uh, versus Yount and Molitor? I mean, really, it's kind of what we're looking at, and hopefully, Yelich will pass them all. <laughs> you know, hopefully, this season, notwithstanding, that'll be what happens in, in Brewer lore and Brewer history. I don't know, but that's kind of the hope at this point. But, uh, Ryan Braun... More and more people are kind of thinking he's done. And I hope they're wrong. I do want to see him come back at a reduced salary and maybe a part-time player for the Brewers. I'd like to see him uh, maybe in front of fans if we get there ever, if this nightmare COVID ever, ever uh, lets up and stops or slows down enough to where we can actually have a decent amount of fans in the stands. I would love to see that for Ryan Braun in one more year. Uh, But, you know, he has to want to do it, right? And he has to want to do it at a lower price, and all that stuff has to come together. So, you know, who knows? And I don't know if he knows right now. I don't know. He might be farving it. <laughs> you know? He might be done. And then right before spring training, he's going, Ah, I want to play. Uh, but there's no Aaron Rodgers uh, here that's preventing him because... Uh, you know he can play. He can be a part-time player. So there's room for him, particularly if they keep the DH in the National League, which again most people think they will. So you know that that whole discussion is is going to happen. But I thought I'd spend a couple of shows talking about Ryan Braun here. So today we're gonna we're gonna have. I I just tried to brainstorm and kind of do a little looking into this. But the top five moments of Ryan Braun's career. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Tomorrow, Dr. Scott will give us the analytical breakdown of how he stacks up against the best in Brewer history. So that's uh, what we're doing a little bit in the first part of the week here. Uh, Also, later in the week, Kyle Loebner from Shepherd Express is going to join us. Uh, He always writes interesting articles. I always like Kyle's perspective because... He takes a little time, doesn't have to write a daily column or anything, and he, he just he finds a different perspective to, to write things on for the Brewers. So you're going to check out his work at Shepherds Express, but also uh, we have him on the show to talk about some of the work that he's done. So we'll do that uh, later in the week here as well. Uh, so that's what's ahead uh, this week uh, on, on Lockdown Brewers. Uh, I want to get into, before we talk about Ryan Braun's top five moments, just the perspective here uh, from our neck of the woods on the Dodges and the Rays going into the World Series. I think it's interesting uh, that after all of this, the 60-game season, the you know the expanded playoffs, the crapshoot where you knew you were going to have some upsets, and we did, uh, and you thought, well, anybody can get there and anything can happen, and it could have, but it ended up not, right? Because the Rays are in the World Series. They were the number one seed with the best record, 40 wins in the American League, and the Dodgers in the National League. Both of them took seven games to do it. Uh, both of them kind of got there in a different ways. The Dodgers completed the comeback. The Rays held off the comeback attempt of the uh, Houston Astros in their series. And you have one versus one in the World Series, which is good, even though it's not sexy, right? Uh, it's sexy from the Dodgers' standpoint, I guess. Although we've kind of seen this cart before, we've seen this seen this rodeo before. Uh, but the Rays back to the World Series. You know, if you're the Brewers you know, maybe you rate root for the race. It's like I was rooting for the Royals uh, a few years ago to just, just to prove that a small market team could actually win the world series. It had been a long time since what the twins in 91, that a small market team actually could win the world series. The raised, or excuse me, the uh, Royals did it in 2015. The Rays got there one year. Right. And and so possible. And I'm always looking for possible. So does that mean I root for the Rays? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel the need to root for anybody in this World Series. Some years I do, some years I don't. This year I really don't. Uh, I can see it being nice, although, you know, I mean, from a fan's perspective, I don't know if anybody still cares about the Rays in Tampa. I mean, it's just, it's so pathetic down there in in the entire state of Florida, which is a little bit counterintuitive because you'd think with the, the great Latin population down there and a lot of their, you know, a lot of players they can follow, uh, you, you think baseball might be a little more popular? Maybe it is, and maybe that just doesn't result in, in seeing fans in the stands. I don't know. But uh, Tampa's got a dingy stadium, and, and fortunately we're not going to have to see the World Series played there this year. Uh, and same thing with Miami. You know, beautiful new stadium, or at least it's a new stadium. And, uh, and it's empty all the time. Just empty. It's really eerie to go down and play there even before COVID. It was just weird. Uh, and it's it's the way it is down there, and it's the way it is in Tampa, and I don't know, go figure, right? But uh, the Rays certainly have found a way. You look at these franchises, uh, the Rays, you know, Oakland, right? I mean, the Royals uh, were bad, but they also became good, really good, won the World Series, now they're bad again. Uh, Oakland is consistently a quality baseball team. Maybe someday their turn will come again to actually get to and win a World Series. I don't know. But those are the small market hopes, right? And you want Milwaukee to be one of those. Milwaukee is on that list because they've had, you know, ever since the doldrums of of right after Miller Park was built and transitioning from County Stadium to Miller Park and really transitioning ownership to Mark Adanasio from the Prebes and the Sea Leagues and whatever combo that was. Uh, You know, Bud Sea League uh, becoming the commissioner, giving ownership basically to his daughter. And then finally... You know, transitioning to Adanasio and bringing winning baseball. There've been ups and downs, but the Brewers have been a competitive team, and so you see that. And you say, well, you know, maybe they can be a Tampa. Maybe Tampa is the gold standard here for the the small market team that has no revenue, you know, comparably speaking, that can do these things. Two World Series now, you know, and they're several years apart, but still, uh, it's pretty good. And we know about the Dodgers, absolutely stacked. They should be the favorite, and they are and uh you know it'd be i don't know i don't know if it's good for the dodgers to win one just maybe they won't uh keep trying as hard <laughs> i don't know i don't know it's a pathetic analysis by me but you know i try uh <laughs> but you know maybe it is there but you know i just again you you uh you see that small market angle and i like that uh but maybe i should root for the national league i'm just torn or not I don't know that I really care. I want to see a seven-game series. I want to see a really competitive series. That's what's fun when you don't have a dog in the fight, right? You want to see something that's going to entertain you. Hopefully, we see that. We saw it in both LCSs. So, hopefully, we can see it in the World Series. And, you know, that would be nice in a neutral site and, you know, this odd 2020 season. The postseason has been fun that way. I mean, it really has. So, uh, that's, that's a Brewer's perspective, at least my perspective as a Brewer fan on this year's world series i'll be interested to see see it get started and see how it plays out uh so we'll come back we'll talk about ryan braun i wanted to just just jump on and kind of you know retroactive retroactively. i'm sorry not retroactively but i wanted to uh go retro i guess and relive uh top five moments of his career maybe we'll mention some other ones as well because this could have been it and we'll know more later much later probably much more toward 2021 and Uh, spring training getting started is likely when we'll hear more about this but let's just take a trip down memory lane and and uh, talk about you know ryan braun's career uh as a milwaukee brewer hopefully his career thus far as a brewer we'll do that coming up your lockdown brewers big shout out and thank you to built bar for sponsoring the podcast Uh, built bar again tons of flavors how many 18 including six new ones and it's the protein bar that it gives you a great taste for one. So you're sick of the chalky ones, the crappy ones, right? They're all over the market. Well, Built Bar, a little bit different tasting. Plus, great for the keto diet. health-conscious guy, right? Lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Great for the keto diet, like I said. And uh, 18 flavors to choose from. So how do you do it? Well, go to builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. You get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at builtbar.com. Okay, let's run down my list, (laughs) thank you, of the top five moments. By the way, if you have a top Ryan Braun moment, uh, that you'd like to to share, we'll be talking about them again tomorrow, and and you know certainly we can throughout the week, throughout the off season. I mean, whatever, right? We got uh, we got some things to talk about as uh, time goes along here. So, uh, you know, we can do that uh, for sure. And you can tweet at me at Cheesehead Talks or at Lockdown Brewers on Twitter, and uh, and you can give me your take on on the best moments. Uh, your memories uh, for Ryan Braun. So, I was thinking about the top five. And, you know, I went out to some, you know, you, whenever you do t- stuff like this, maybe a Google search it because I didn't want to leave anything out. And I maybe still might still be doing that, but I just wanted to be sure to try not to. Uh, Ryan Braun, of course, made his debut with the Brewers way back in 2007 and was, you know, kind of the final piece in the whole fielder. Ricky Weeks, Corey Hart, JJ Hardy, remember those guys, right? Gallardo came up in that uh, from a pitching standpoint and, and really made that run, that comeback to prominence for the Brewers, along with Mark Adonacio you know, buying the team and Doug Melvin being the GM, right? And coming in and they became competitive and they, they made the playoffs in 2008 for the first time in 100 years. <laughs> it seemed like it since 82, right? 26 years. Ugh, long, long time. And so, you know, that was great. And even though they almost collapsed and failed to make the playoffs, they figured out a way to do it. We'll get to that moment in a, in a minute. That's, you know, pretty obvious what what maybe the best moment in Ryan Braun's career is. But, you know, it goes along this cycle. You think you have, okay, an MVP in 2011, guy who's coming into his own. He signs a long-term deal. You're like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. This guy's going to be just, you know, maybe a Hall of Fame player. And then... Uh, PED start. So unfortunately, I hate to be Debbie Downer here, but it is just a giant part of his legacy. And so if you're looking at the top, you know, moments or top storylines or top time periods, it's hard to think of Ryan Braun and not think of the whole fiasco from 2011 through 2013, right? When he serves his 65 game suspension. And in 2012, he comes out in spring training with that, uh, you know, with the button down shirt and the slick back hair. And he, he goes through a long and uh, detailed denial of using PEDs, and it was just a, a complete lie. It was all a lie, and it sucks. And I do, I do forgive him. I mean, I do uh, because I think since then, since it all went through, and he, you know, kind of, you know, I, it might have initially been alligator tears. Maybe they still are. I don't know. You can't be in, in somebody's heart. You don't know exactly what they're thinking. But he's, he's, uh, he's done what he needed to do since then by just kind of putting his head down and playing. And it's enough time for me to, to forgive, uh, not forget, but forgive. Right? He's tarnished uh, in in you know our minds, and, and certainly the average baseball fan's mind forever. But uh, he's uh, you know he, he just started you know he put his head down, and played. And what 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 hurts more than the actual PED use was the the way he threw the you know FedEx guy under the bus and the whole story of the adamant lies and how bad he looks because other guys who've used. Some people forgot they've even used, you know, so it's just they, they moved on they they not even admitted it But they just got caught and they served a suspension and they moved on and people kind of forget now even not totally but More than they have with Braun. so, you know, that was really sad and I'm sure there's a ton of regret But what can you do except move on and he's done that? He's done that and he's you know, maybe not done yet, but he's he's moving on <laughs> so I put it as number five to get it out of the way <laughs> Okay, the number five Moment or, or stretch of time, I guess you'd say, in Braun's career. Okay, we're done with that. Maybe. <laughs> Number four moment. Um, the uh, 2011 clinching game at, at Miller Park when he hit the home run to pull the crew ahead of the Florida Marlins at the time. Opponent kind of insignificant. He hits a three-run bomb in the eighth inning to put the Brewers up 4-1. They win, and they eventually clinched that night, and it was awesome. And they're division champions, for the first time in forever, what, since 82. And uh, dominant 2011 season. Uh, again, a team that you really thought could get to the World Series. Both those teams that went to the LCSs, man, home field advantage in the LCS. You thought they could get it done and go to the World Series, and they just couldn't quite uh, both times. But uh, that moment was great, put them in the playoffs, and, and they you know, eventually uh, uh, won against Arizona, as we know, in walk-off fashion in Game 5. Uh, in that series, and then took the Cardinals to six, but just ran out of pitching in a, and into a buzzsaw Cardinals team who went on to win the World Series. So uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, number three moment, I'm going with the uh, 2008 Grand Slam walk-off against Pittsburgh. Ryan Braun, you know, in his, his 2008 season, his second season, was uh, a huge key to preventing the Brewers from collapsing. <laughs> they had They had changed managers, fired Ned Yost, and they needed to, you know, get the job done in their final 12 games. It wasn't all that spectacular where they go 7-5. and five. I'd have to revisit that again under Dale Swain. But one of the big ones was uh, Ryan Braun to, to lift the crew up off of a, a big losing trend. Uh, he had a grand slam walk-off against Pittsburgh at Miller Park, you know, to really help spur the Brewers on uh, to win some games down the stretch and, and sneak into the playoffs as a wild card. Uh, so that was a, a great moment. Uh, the number two moment. Uh, these are all home runs, by the way. Uh, maybe he had some good base hits too, eh. but it's <laughs> all home runs. I, I thought that that St. Louis grand slam in 2019. So that was last year. You know, they're they're playing the Cardinals again. You're trying to trying to get your way and find your way to get to the playoffs. Uh, making a, a tremendous September run. Uh, trying to find a, a wild card berth, at least, or even chase down the Cardinals for a division championship—something they almost did, if they could have played a little better and, and uh, won their last couple games of the season in, in Colorado, uh, which they almost won on that Saturday night, but lost in heartbreaking fashion. And then almost—well, if they had won that, they could have, uh, you know, carried that momentum through to Sunday. Who knows? But St. Louis Grand Slam, two outs, top of the ninth, Brewers down a run, bases loaded. And Ryan Braun tagged a ball that just you know was a was a bomb in St. Louis, and put the Brewers up three, and they won that game in a big big time way, and that was a great moment. I mean, what just huge clutch gene, particularly as as he you know he had some early in his career, but he's had some you know in 2018, 2019 uh, for sure that have just been great theater, and he's been clutch. Uh, so that leads me to the number one moment, and it is the Grant or sorry the two run home run. Uh, to beat the Cubs in that great CC Sabathia complete game, uh, 2008. You know, great memory to get the Brewers into the playoffs and to uh, to do it for the first time in 26 years. They're tied at one. He comes up and he knocks one into the upper deck in left. Just again, an absolute bomb. And it's just you know watching all these. If you ever do this, if you YouTube you know Ryan Braun's best career moments, there's a lot of great memories. They're gonna bring chills. They're going to bring a little bit of water to the eye. You know what I mean? They're great. I was doing this the other day. I was, I was just, this is awesome. You know, it's so much fun to, to relive. And you can do it with a couple other players too. You can do it with Fielder. You know, you can even do it with Jelich obviously because he's had a lot of great moments already. Uh, so it, it's nice, right? That's it. These are the, not, I don't know. Those are my top five. Uh, it, was, it was fun to go over them again. I'm sure there's a lot of different other moments that you, you know, you'll see from Ryan Braun. Uh, you know, I thought that, It wouldn't make a top five, but it was fun in 2019, Christian Yelich's first home run. It's part of the highlight of the intro to this podcast where he, he, two outs in the ninth, bases empty, the Brewers down a run, and Yelich hits a home run to tie it. And then on the very next pitch, and it's Yelich's first home run as a Brewer. And this is, you know, late March baseball, right? Very early in the regular season, but a magical 2018 season as it turned out to be. And the very next pitch, Ryan Braun and just his classic style, Hits the bat with the, the center field view on TV. You know it's gone, or at least it's off the wall because he just—it's a laser off the bat. You can see that, and it's a bomb into the bullpen and uh, into the Brewer bullpen. And you know they win the game on back to back two out home runs. That uh, was fun. You know it was just, again. It was just super early in the season game. Uh, but it was fun it was just fun to 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 remember that one and and it's kind of the Yellich and Braun story uh good friends and they've led the Brewers to winning ways here the last uh, three years and it's just nice to see so uh, that that was a fun memory as well and there's a lot of other honorable mentions you know he had the big uh, base hit in game 163 to drive in a run and the Brewers you know put a cushion on uh, against the Cubs Uh, he's been pretty clutch the last few Septembers and that's uh that's a great thing. Uh, it was unfortunate again that he had to have his back, you know, act up on him this year. Eh, Brewers wouldn't have beaten the Dodgers, but you know, it would have been nice to see him in there. And it's another reason I hope that he he decides to come back and play, and that Brewers and him can work it out. I, I really would like to see that. So anyway, that's uh, just a little trip down memory lane. Again, tweet at me your favorites. Uh, I'd, I'd you know we'll read them on the show for sure. Uh, just to, to kind of get your memories of of Ryan Braun and, and what your moments were, uh, you know, down down through the years here because he's put together a, a nice career in Milwaukee 350 plus home runs, you know the all-time franchise leader in a lot of these categories and uh, certainly a Brewers Hall of Famer, but uh, falls short of course of the baseball Hall of Fame, but but you know a really solid productive career in Milwaukee uh, for sure. So uh, we will uh, I'll, I'll be you know happy to read that. We'll talk with Dr. Scott tomorrow about how his career stacks up actually when you look at analytics. Uh, through the years for the Brewers. And uh, i read some of those tweets if you send them my way, at Lockdown Brewers, at Cheesehead Talks, uh, both handles, or Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers as well. And uh, as always, we'll read your comments there. Always like to do it. So uh, that is it for today. We'll come back again with Dr. Scott tomorrow, I'll talk about Ryan Braun, and then Kyle Loebner later in the week. To talk about a couple of different topics that he had written about as far as the Brewers, including an offseason ahead that figures to be pretty active. So, we'll talk about and get Kyle's take on what he thinks is going to happen and how it's going to play out. So, we'll, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. I'm Ben Larson. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will continue this podcast as we do always when we give you your daily Brewers Fix right here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.